Are you familiar with the expression, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades? I'm not exactly sure when that particular idiom kind of crossed over into popular use, but it does express a, a general truth in life. Think about in horseshoes. I don't know if you've ever played horseshoes, but in horseshoes, you get awarded for points for landing a ringer, that is getting the horseshoe to go right on the ring, but you also get points just if you land the horseshoe close to the, to the stake in the ground. I think if it's within six inches, you maybe get a point for that. And of course, thinking about the idea of a hand grenade. In wartime, you don't have to actually hit the target or hit the enemy with the hand grenade in order for it to do damage. As long as you just get the hand grenade somewhere within the close vicinity of the target, you're going to do considerable damage. We recognize that just in some circumstances, close and almost, yeah, it is good enough. But in many other things, almost is not good enough. Like, for example, a bridge that almost reaches the other side. What good is a bridge that doesn't go all the way to the other side? Or what about in baseball? What about a foul ball that was almost a home run? Not good enough. In both of those situations, and we could just put together a whole list, but in those situations, almost, it really isn't good for anything. What benefit is an almost completed bridge? How exactly does it help the team to almost Hit a home run. In fact, if you hit a foul ball, there's a possibility it may count as a strike against you. We recognize that in many areas of life, almost, it's not good enough. And you know what? That could maybe never be more true than whenever we talk about the idea of someone almost being a Christian. In fact, there may not be anything more disappointing that I could even think of than for someone to almost be a Christian, but to never quite get over that hump. In fact, I've known people, and I'm guessing maybe you have as well, people who have kind of hovered at almost for, for years. Maybe they hovered at almost for decades in their decision to obey the gospel, but, but they never quite advanced past almost. It is that idea and that concept that really is at the center, and it really is what fuels the song that we're about to sing, number 348, Almost Persuaded. You can be turning there in the songbook right now. We'll look at the words of this song in just a moment. Uh, this song was a wildly popular song back in its day. It was written back in the late 1800s by this fellow, a very noted hymn writer, Philip P. Bliss, we actually sing many of Philip P. Bliss's hymns, uh, even to this day, and I imagine we'll probably do some hymn studies, if the world should stand, uh, on some of the other songs that Philip P. Bliss is responsible for. But he wrote the lyrics and the, uh, the, the music to this particular song back in 1871. And at the time, it kind of just became the invitation song to sing. We maybe don't sing it as much anymore, but we do still sing it somewhat regularly here at Lakeside. And it is believed that this song was inspired by the account of Paul's speech to King Agrippa in Acts the 26th chapter, where at the conclusion of that speech, or that sermon we might call it, Paul asked Agrippa very point blankly, Agrippa, do you believe? I know 
that you believe. And in the very next verse, in verse 28 of that chapter, Agrippa gives his famous response. He says, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. At least that's how it's rendered in the King James translation of the Bible. Of course, there's been some debate about what exactly Agrippa meant by this. Some have wondered how serious he actually was when he made that statement. Or is it possible that maybe he was being kind of sarcastic when he said this? In fact, the various English translators have kind of bounced back and forth on all of this. Lots of different directions with the actual rendering and translation of that verse. For example, this is in the Holman Christian Standard Bible. It kind of takes on more of the form of a question about being so easily persuaded. Then Agrippa said to Paul, Are you going to persuade me to become a Christian so easily? Or in the New International Version, the question is phrased kind of more about being persuaded in such a short period of time. Then Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? And actually the ESV and the New American Standard actually kind of tend to lean more toward that third rendering. And so as a result, kind of all those different ideas of how that phrase might have been expressed... There's just a lot of uncertainty about exactly what Agrippa meant and how he meant it when he said those words. But here's the thing about that. Whether Agrippa was making a very sincere statement, that you know what? I'm almost convinced to be a Christian, Paul. Or maybe he was, maybe he was being kind of sarcastic here. Do you think you could really persuade me to be a Christian? There's really no evidence. Here's kind of the bottom line. There's no evidence that Agrippa ever became a Christian, regardless of how you take that statement. There's no biblical data that shows us that Agrippa ever obeyed the gospel. And so at the end of the day, really the very best that we could be able to say for him is that Agrippa was almost saved. Think about that for a second. Think about that as kind of being the the epitaph on your grave. In fact, when we think about Agrippa, isn't this what we think about? We think about a guy who seems like maybe he was so close, he was almost there, but but he wasn't quite all the way there. And so that's why I think that this song, whether it actually is correctly interpreting the, the use of Agrippa's words in Acts 26 or not, that's really kind of irrelevant. Because I think this song really touches upon a very deep and very personal theme that I think hits an awful lot of people. The idea of being almost persuaded to become a Christian. And the three stanzas in this song, I believe, give very powerful motivations, or at least they ought to be powerful motivations, for us to no longer just be almost persuaded, but to be altogether persuaded and to become a child of God. Like, for example, verse number 1. In the first verse, I believe what the songwriter is going for is the idea of don't resist the call of God's Spirit. Look at verse 1. Almost persuaded now to believe. Almost persuaded Christ to receive. It seems now some soul to say, Go, Spirit, go thy way. Some more convenient day on thee I'll call. Many people have you known that that... Those last few lines of that really just kind of describes their life to a T. People who just kept pushing and pushing back against what God has revealed in His Word. We talked a few weeks ago about the work of the Holy Spirit, how He primarily works through the Bible, through the Scriptures, to convey God's message. 
Think about how many people you have known who have pushed against the clear teaching of Scripture. What God says about salvation. How a person goes about being saved and becoming a child of God. And what a sad statement and commentary it is on a person's life. That they would push that away only to hope that one day they'll, they'll finally make that call back once again. And then the second stanza talks about don't ignore the pleas of the people who love you the very most. Verse 2, almost persuaded. Come, come today. Almost persuaded. Don't turn away. Jesus invites you here. The angels, they're lingering there. Prayers rise from hearts so dear. Oh, wanderer, come. We've noticed this same kind of methodology in some of the other hymns that we've looked at, particularly invitation songs, where maybe one verse will talk about the the call and the invitation of Christ, and then maybe the next verse will talk about the invitation of, of friends and loved ones who are calling out for you and praying for you and hoping that you'll obey the gospel. This passage or this particular verse even includes the idea of the angels. Even the angels are are hoping and kind of waiting steadfastly, standing right by, hoping that you'll finally respond to the call of God's word. Almost persuaded, but still not all the way there. And then the third verse, which I must tell you, every time we sing this, I think this third verse is one of the most frightening verses in all of the songs that we sing in our hymnal. Verse number 3 talks about don't wait until it's too late. Verse 3, almost persuaded, but now the harvest is past. Almost persuaded. Doom comes at last. Almost, it cannot avail. Almost is but to fail. Sad, sad, that bitter wail. Almost, but lost. Almost is not good enough. Yeah, almost might work in horseshoes or in hand grenades. But when it talks about your soul, when it comes to the matter of eternal salvation where you're going to spend eternity, oh, almost will never be good enough. And that is why the Lord is calling you to act today. Notice the urgency in that song. It talks about today. Come, come, today. Do it before the harvest is past. Do it before doom comes at last. Obey Jesus Christ today. And in fact, if we were to go back to that story in Acts the 26th chapter with Agrippa, While there might be lots of uncertainty about what he meant in his response to Paul there, there is no denying Paul's response to him in the very next verse. Because in verse 29, Paul says, I would wish to God that whether in short or a long time, that not only you, Agrippa, but also all who hear me this day, that they might become such as I am, that is that they would become a Christian. And do you realize that by us reading those words of Paul from the Bible, you understand that in a sense, Paul is beckoning us. Paul is beckoning anyone within the sound of his voice through the pages of inspired Scripture that you would be like him, that you would become a child of God altogether. Not an almost Christian. It would be just a terrible thing to have to preach your funeral knowing that you you were so close, 
You were so near to the kingdom of God. You had such good intentions. Maybe you even talked about it. How one day you planned on becoming a Christian. Or if you are a Christian, how you maybe said in your mind, yeah, one of these days I'm going to get my life straightened out. One of these days I'm going to start doing what's right once again. Only to find out that that moment never actually came. You were almost, but almost wasn't good enough. And so we're going to stand in just a moment. And we're going to sing this song, Almost Persuaded. And our sincere desire is for you this evening that if you are outside of Christ, or if you're not living faithfully for the Lord, that you would be altogether persuaded to commit your life to Jesus Christ. All things are ready for you to become a Christian. We can baptize you this evening for the remission of your sins. There's garments back here. There's a pool of water back here. Folks that are ready to assist in making that happen. If you need the prayers of the saints here, if you're living as a child of God but you're not living right, we'll pray with you. We'll encourage you. We'll lift up your hands and strengthen you in whatever ways that we can. Let's be all together persuaded to give our lives wholly to the Lord. Let's do that right now while we stand and while we sing.